Welcome to the From Better Half to Boss podcast. I'm Tavia Redburn, and on this show, I share how I retired my husband from his nine to five with my birth photography business, all while homeschooling my three kids. If you have a passion, there is a reason. It's because you were made to follow that passion. It's your time to go from better half to boss. Welcome, welcome to the Better Half to Boss podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you and your family are well right now. I know at the time of this recording, some states and cities and countries around the world are starting to open back up, while others are still being hit hard with COVID-19. So I just want to acknowledge you with wherever you live and whatever's going on where you live, you are here. You're showing up for yourself. And that's pretty amazing. That's worth acknowledging. Like you're here showing up for you and your business. So I just want to honor that and acknowledge that no matter what's going on, you're here showing up for you and your business. So well done. On a personal note, here in Oklahoma City, we're starting phase two of our reopening. So I was able to cautiously open the studio back up. Um, Sports are starting back up for the kids. We actually saw some friends in real life, not on Zoom, (laughs) like face to face, which was amazing. And we're slowly starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Actually, one of my students in Australia said that their hospitals are starting to allow more people into hospital rooms again, and she's actually booked three births in the last week or so. So I hope that you can feel that the energy wherever you are is shifting and changing and know that day is coming. Hope is near. So stay the course, fight the fight. We're almost there. You have got this. I want to share our review of the week from Olivia Lewis. She said, so much inspiration. Olivia said, Tavia has a gift of encouraging you while at the same time leaving room for you to take the information and apply it to your business. So much good information from an optimistic, you got this standpoint. Thank you so much, Olivia, for taking the time to read that review. Also, can I just say it feels a little bit awkward to like read really nice things that people are saying, like it's normal on this podcast. (laughs) Like when I start reading them, I'm always kind of like, this feels a little bit indulgent. But really, I read them to just acknowledge the time that Olivia and everybody else has taken to go figure out how to leave an iTunes review and say something kind and encouraging because on my end of the microphone, you know, we're used to things like social media where we get sort of an instant response or instant gratification to know like, did people like this or not? You know, so on this side of things, it's kind of like you put things out there and you don't really ever hear anything about if people liked it or they didn't like it or whatever. So, you know, reviews are a really, really great way for me to see that like the episodes that we're putting out are helpful for you guys and resonate well with you. So just a big giant thank you for um, to Olivia for leaving that review and everybody else who has as well. Also, if you're following me on Instagram stories, you know that I am just like loving that platform right now. I love getting to connect with y'all in my DMs and through Instagram stories. So again, a big thank you of you guys to who take um, screenshots of you listening to the podcast and tag me on Instagram because I love seeing what you're up to when you're listening to the show. It really makes my day. It's like, oh, hey, there's people out there listening. So that's awesome. If we're not hanging out on Instagram, my handle is at underscore the beauty and birth underscore. 
do people still call it handles? I'm not sure. <laughs> like, is that a really old lady thing to say calling it Instagram handle? I don't know. But that's, that's what I said. So that's what we're going with. And then the last thing before we get into the content of this episode, I know a lot of you listening to this are birth photographers, or you're interested in becoming birth photographers. So if you want my exact step-by-step system to photographing birth confidently. My online course for birth photographers, which is called the beauty and birth photography course and certification is open for enrollment right now. So inside this course, I'm going to walk you through everything from how to set up your business, using your camera in a birth, lighting in a birth, editing birth images on call life, the stages of birth. So you know when to show up because birth photography is so different than any other genre of photography and so, so, so much more. We have some like epic bonuses, which include me photographing a birth behind the scenes and like in person. And then you also get to see me cull and edit that same birth. We have a lot of really, really awesome bonuses. So if you're ready to take your birth photography to the next level, go to certifiedbirthphotographer.com to get all the info. So this is episode nine, my top five birth photography tips for newbies, what I wish I knew when I started. So it's hard to believe, but our Facebook group, our free Facebook group, um, Marketing for Birth Photographers, has grown to over 4,000 photographers. And a question that I see come through often is usually some variation of this. I'm new to birth photography. There are so many things I need to do to become established and it feels overwhelming. So what do I need to know before I get started? So I actually recorded today's episode for my YouTube channel, but I knew it would be helpful on the podcast as well, because I know when you're just getting started in any industry, it can feel really overwhelming to know where to even begin. Even if you're an established birth photographer listening to this right now, this episode can serve as a great reminder or spark some new ideas for you. So let's dive in. Hey y'all, I'm Tavia Redburn and I am here to teach you birth photographers how to grow your business. Today we're talking about my top tips for newbies so that you can photograph your first birth and not feel like a newbie. So I wanna tell you guys a little story to start out. Recently I was taking a walk And I was thinking about how my birth photography journey started, just thinking about how insecure I felt every time I posted a birth photo or shared that I was a birth photographer. I wondered what people think. Like I let a lot of my decisions be based off of what other people thought. Like, will they think this photo is inappropriate? Will I get people unliking and unfollowing me and removing themselves from my business because I'm a birth photographer? Will I get unlikes and unfollows? Do people think this is inappropriate? If even one person thought it was inappropriate, I really let it affect my business and my confidence. And then of course there's the thought of, am I charging enough? Am I charging too much? Are people gonna hire me? Are people not gonna hire me because of what I'm charging? That pricing question just haunted me. And all those thoughts and questions and doubts crept in and out of my mind and I eventually learned to quiet them down because I figured out if I have a passion and a drive to be a birth photographer, I'm supposed to be a birth photographer. And the same is true for you. If you have a passion and a desire and a drive to do birth photography, I'm here to tell you that is not by accident. That is not something that everybody experiences. I have talked to a lot of photographers who have absolutely no desire to photograph birth whatsoever. So if you're a photographer and you want to photograph birth, there's a reason that you have that inside of you. And I just want to encourage you to fight through all the challenges and make it happen because you are meant to be a birth photographer. 
So I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of encouragement before we start talking about this because I used to have all of those fears and doubts and now I photographed well over 100 births. I've been photographing births since 2012. I actually have three employees at this point and my studio continues to grow and it's because I stifled that voice of doubt and kept pursuing my dreams and you can absolutely do it too. So that's why I wanna to talk to you about my top five tips for birth photography newbies so that you can photograph a birth and not feel like a newbie. Number one, Birth is unexpected, so prepare for everything. This sounds sort of self-explanatory, but as a new birth photographer, I want you to remember that nothing about birth is planned or expected. You might have a client you're expecting to go to 40 weeks and delivers at 37 weeks, or you might think that the birth is going really fast, so you head out the door without grabbing any snacks or water, and you just rush out the door and you end up being there for 20 hours. So that's why if you're a new birth photographer, I highly recommend keeping a bag of snacks, all of your extra backup equipment, a change of clothes, all of those necessities ready to go on the off chance that you're called to a birth unexpectedly. So that's my first tip is to prepare for anything and everything because birth is unexpected. My second tip is to remember when you get there, you are walking into a birth. This is not a portrait session. This is not a wedding. You have no idea what you're about to walk into. So right before you open that door, I want you to remind yourself you're walking into sacred space. You're walking into a birth. So here's what I do when I get to the birth. I slowly open the door, peek my head in. If somebody says hi to me, I'll say hi back. I don't bust in and enthusiastically say, hi, I'm Tavia, oh, how are things going? I walk into the room, I feel out the vibe in the room, I don't speak unless spoken to, and I proceed with caution with that first few steps. Because mom might be in the middle of a contraction when I walk in, or she might have an epidural and be you know, scrolling on social media and, and greet me. So when I open that door for the first time, I go in quiet and ready to feel the vibe in the room before I start talking. I also try to be a fly on the wall. So when I walk in, I usually start shooting with a longer lens, like my 85 millimeter, so I can stand back away from mom and slowly start to photograph things as they're happening. I want to ease them in to me being there. I don't wanna walk in, start flashing, shooting right away. I want to let them get comfortable with my presence. I wanna get comfortable there. So I ease myself into the situation by being a fly on the wall, capturing emotion as it happens without being really close up in their space. Another huge part of this is understanding what kind of photos mom wants before you get to the birth. So this usually happens at the consultation. You need to know, does she want the more like graphic images of birth, crowning and placenta shots and all of that? Or does she not want that and she is very against it and she wants only emotion, she does not want you shooting below her waist. All of those things are important. Is her grandma coming in from out of state and is gonna be there in the waiting room? You need to know that because it's important to get those shots. Do they have an older sibling that's gonna be coming that you need to photograph? All of those things, knowing them ahead of time will help you remain a fly on the wall but you're not asking mom a bunch of questions you already know these things and you're ready for them so that is my second tip for newbies is to remember that you're walking into a birth and how different it is than any other type of portrait session or wedding okay the third thing i want to encourage you is get the details be artistic and bring a shot list i know that sounds crazy to have a shot list but if it's your very first birth a lot of times it's easy to get distracted and forget things so it's totally okay to make a list of things that you want photographed and mom wants photographed and bring it with you. Details are so, so, so important at a birth. They really help tell the story. I'm always looking for little details of things that are unique to that birth. So for example, at a birth I attended earlier this year, the mom had a hospital cup and someone had written mom on it. It was just like the generic hospital cup that came at the hospital, but someone wrote mom on it. So I got a shot of her belly in the background with that mom cup 
in the front. So pay attention to those little details that are happening around you. Things that mom is likely not paying very close attention to, but when she has that photo, she'll remember those fun little details. Other details to remember to get, of course, are things like the equipment being used and the exterior of the building, the hallway, the monitors, those kinds of things are just details that I get at every single birth. And of course, mom texting, dad texting is always kind of a fun shot to get because as our technology changes, it'll be fun to look back and see what texting looked like, you know, when their baby was born. After the baby's born, I'm always looking to get details of like little ears, feet, toes, hands, holding baby. Every shot does not have to include mom's face or baby's face details really help tell the entire story. That's something that I wish I had known when I very first started. Another tip for getting details is to vary your angles. Say one shot is happening where mom's nursing baby for the first time. So think about different angles and ways that you can photograph that. Get up on a stool and shoot down. Shoot the whole room a wide angle. Come in close and just get the baby's head. Do all those different kinds of angles of the same shot to make it look a little bit more artistic and creative. That's something I do every single time. My fourth tip is to be ready for the, what I call, I did it moment. That moment that we all know about birth photography when mom sees her baby for the first time. I call that the I did it moment. And there's some really good tips that I'm gonna share with you on how to make sure you can get that every single time. Here's one thing to remember when it comes to the I did it moment. Sometimes it doesn't happen when you think it's gonna happen. Sometimes the I did it moment doesn't happen when she first brings her baby to her chest for the first time. Sometimes it can happen five seconds later, 10 seconds later, a full minute, two, three, five, 10 minutes later. So you have always gotta be ready for that moment where she's just gonna go, ugh, and capture that moment. Because you know, that mom has been through a lot. So that first moment that she sees her baby, she might be thinking, is he okay? Is everything okay? And then once she hears that cry for the first time is when she has the sigh of relief and is like, holy crap, I just did that. So don't think that that I did it moment always happens immediately after birth. Sometimes it's a good, two or three minutes later. So a big part of it is just being patient and waiting for that moment to happen. Some moms don't have a visible reaction and that's okay too. I never wanna shame a mom or make her feel bad for how she reacts in that moment. Just be aware that it might not happen at all and that's completely okay. She's been through so much, she's exhausted. It's okay if she doesn't have that moment at all. If it's been a couple of minutes and she's sort of just uh, laying there with her baby, sometimes I will say to her, hey, you just had a baby, or hey, you just did that, or way to go, you're amazing. And that will get her to look over at me or let it sink in a little bit more. Take that with a grain of salt. If you have that kind of relationship where you feel like you can say that to your client, I tend to default to not talking at all, but there have been situations where I'll say a little something like that to mom from behind my camera ready to shoot so that she has a little bit of more of a reaction or she looks over at me or something like that. It's a way to get the emotion without telling her to look at you and smile. That leads me straight into tip number five, which is to communicate with the birth team or the staff that's there. This is especially important to make sure you communicate with mom before her due date and make sure that her doctor is okay with a photographer being in the room. So I always make sure my clients ask their doctor or their provider if it's okay for a photographer to be there. They always say yes, but it's just a courtesy to them to let them know that you're going to be there. Once I get to the birth, if it's a team that I don't know, if it's a home birth or if it's a hospital birth and I don't know the nurse, I just really quickly introduce myself and let them know that we're on the same team, we're both trying to serve this mom well 
and that I want to be of service to them and not in the way. I'll just say, hey, I'm Tavia. I'm here photographing this birth for mom's name. I am not interested in shooting when it's inappropriate. I don't wanna be in the way at any time. Say a little something like that to introduce yourself to them so that they know that you guys are working together on a team to make sure mom has a great experience. Another question that I see asked a lot from new birth photographers is that this is my first birth and I don't wanna mess it up. I wanna make sure I do everything right for this mom. Um, how do I make sure I get all the right shots? The emotional images that you see from established birth photographers honestly come from experience. You learn to know when certain emotions are gonna happen and when certain things are going to take place. So there is a certain level of experience that comes with that. But don't be intimidated because no new birth photographer goes in and gets it all right every single time. All you can do is prepare the best you possibly can, all the things that we've talked about in this video, and go in knowing you can do the best that you can. Please don't be intimidated and compare yourself to established birth photographers who have photographed hundreds and hundreds of births. Just do the very best you can with everything that you have and plan on improving slightly every single time and you'll get where you wanna be before you know it. So those are my five birth photography tips for new birth photographers. I hope you enjoyed it and I will see you next time. I hope that episode gave you some ideas and inspiration. So I have a little assignment for you. I want you to take a moment to write down your next step. What's something you want to remember from this episode or what's something that you want to do after listening to this episode? Write it down somewhere where you will see it, where you'll remember it, and then tag me on Instagram stories so I can see your biggest takeaway. If you're enjoying this podcast, please hit subscribe wherever you're listening. That way you get notified every time there's a new episode. And thank you again so much for leaving reviews on iTunes. I read each and every one of them and it helps the podcast reach more people. So big giant thank you. If you need help on figuring out how to leave a podcast review, because let's be honest, iTunes does not make it super simple to leave a review. So if you've had trouble, it's not just you. Go to thebeautyandbirth.net slash podcast, and I will walk you through exactly how to leave a review and subscribe. And remember, my friend, if you have a passion, it's not an accident. Not everyone loves birth photography. Your passion is there for a reason. So what are you going to do with that passion? Get out there and make it happen. Have a great week, y'all. 